Well, thank you for much, uh, very much for the opportunity to be here tonight on a Saturday night. Thank you for being here. Uh, man, I got everything going against me right now. We're preparing for pie. I don't know whether you all are buying it or you ladies or gentlemen have made it. Uh, I said to Andrea this morning as we were driving up, I said, if it is a lady's making the pie, I just wish Pat Simmons were still around. Man, she made the best chocolate pie this side of heaven, and she's probably making it now on the right side of heaven. But uh, enjoy that. And then I just got the thing on my phone, and, and watch. Leafs begin in 10 minutes. Are you not Leaf fans anymore? You've died? You've given up hope? Come on, it's only been since 1967. Give me a break. Hang in there. Uh, Brother Judge, would you mind putting channel six right here on this little monitor? I think that's what channel the game's on tonight, and we'll... Anyway, glad to be here. Appreciate it very, very much, and uh, good to meet you folks. Um, Brother Balingat, am I saying that correctly or close? All right. Amen. Good to meet you. You may not have connected the dots, but you're going to be with us in Ohio, I think, in June. And, well, you were going to be. We had voted to give you about a $2,500 love offering, but now I've seen the whole thing. You don't need to come. So... I'm kidding. We're looking forward to having you in June, and the Lord willing, it'll all work out. All right, John chapter six. Take your Bibles. Uh, I know we got to get moving here on a Saturday night. We'll be back together tomorrow all day. Uh, John chapter number six. Want to look there for just a little bit. Cross the border early this morning, and um, before we left yesterday, my son sent me a text and said, "Here's the list of everything I need you to get." I said, "Say what?" And then about. 20 minutes later, I get a text from another child of mine saying, here's my list. And then about 10 minutes later, we get another text from another daughter. And before we're long, I just think I spent today at Walmart about $400 on food items. So my trunk is packed with fudgios and uh, Viva raspberry puff cookies, ketchup potato chips. Uh, what else do we got back there? Pink crush Cream soda crush, pink crush, all the things they were weaned on, but they can't get anymore. And so uh, I don't know how that'll go crossing back, but anyways, we're loaded down. I've added to the Canadian economy today. Glad I could do my part. John chapter number six. Here's the title, The Mission's Message for the Multitude. The Mission's Message for the Multitude. Starting in verse number one. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias, a great multitude followed him because they saw his miracles, which he did on them that were diseased. And Jesus went up into the mountain, and there he sat with the disciples. And the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. And Jesus then lifted up his eyes and saw a great company come unto him. And he said unto Philip, Whence shall we buy bread that these may eat? And this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered, 200 pennyworth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, There is a lad here. He have five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they among so many? Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down in number about 5,000. And Jesus took the loaves and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, and the disciples to them that were set down. And likewise of the fishes, as much as they would. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. 
Therefore they gathered them together, filled 12 baskets with the fragments of five barley loaves, which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. I want to remind you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that a faith not shared will eventually become extinct. A faith not shared will eventually become extinct. And from this very, very familiar passage of Scripture that we have just read, we're going to learn that we need to continue to promote the faith. We need to continue to make sure we preach the faith and teach the faith. Not only here in Canada, the United States, but we must promote it around the world. I am not called to be a missionary. I'm not. But I sure thank God for the men and women that are. And they can go where I can't go. They can go where I have not been called to go. And they are going to take the very same faith that we're preaching here to men and women around the world that they may be saved, folks, never before has the world needed the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. And if we don't share the faith, eventually it will become extinct. Maybe that's why Christianity seems like it's slowly sinking The numbers I've read, the ratio, the percentages in the United States, here in Canada, and around the world, it seems that Christianity is becoming less and less of an importance in the religions of the world. We can't let that happen. In this day and age, people can still be saved, but we must share the faith. We still have a mission's message to proclaim, and it's for the multitude. The Lord Jesus Christ in our story is here in a very demanding physical situation, a physical problem, and he taught his disciples there could be a strong physical and spiritual solution. The problem was the demand exceeded the supply. Too many people, too little food. Now get a hold of that principle physically because we're going to apply it spiritually tonight. And to me today, I think it would seem... We sense that possibly the problem is true as well spiritually. Too many people in the world. We're almost up to 8 billion people in the world. That's a lot of souls. A lot of souls. A lot of people. And the problem is this, that we see so many people, but it would seem there's so little manpower to spread the message of this heavenly bread for the soul of mankind. But we're all challenged to be involved. And as we learned in our story today, the Lord has an incredible message for the multitude, but we must follow the plan of the master. We must stick to the plan of the master. Now, in verse number seven, Philip, representing mankind, sort of faltered in the faith. He faltered. The Lord Jesus knew what he was going to do. The Bible tells us that. But he presented the problem to the men. And one of them, Philip, says, well, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient For them, that everyone might just take a little. All he saw was the problem. Philip was looking at the material rather than keeping his eyes on the master. I believe our Lord Jesus Christ is still an incredible miracle worker, and he's still our master. And he can do what he wants to do if he finds a people willing. So here's what I want you to see with me tonight. Five simple points real quick concerning the multitude and the mission that the master has given us. Number one, did you notice in verse eight and verse nine, a lad, a lad? One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, Lord, there is a lad here. There is a lad here. Now, not one thing is said about this lad, not even his name. 
We don't know who he is. We don't know his age. It would seem he was a child or maybe a preteen. We don't know his abilities. We don't know his stature, his significance. We know nothing about the fact of this individual except he's a lad. I like those sort of unnamed heroes in Scripture. I don't know about you, but I I think about this lad. It's going to be sort of neat. I believe he's in heaven today. It's going to be neat to meet him, isn't it? Talk a little bit how he led was led of the Lord to give his fish and his few little loaves to see an incredible miracle. But nothing said on him. He's just an ordinary lad, but was willing to be used of the master. I remember years ago, we had a gospel singer here named Tim Kaufman. And I remember he sang a song. How many remember the song, Ordinary People? What a great song. That's how the majority of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ is done, through ordinary people. God uses ordinary people. He chooses people just like me and you who are willing to do as he commands. God uses people that will give him their all no matter how small your all may seem to you because little becomes much if you place it in the master's hand. I want you to note the lad. Secondly, I want you to note the lunch. Not just the lad, but note the lunch. Look at verse 9. Here's a lad, and what's he got? Five barley loaves, two small fishes, but what are they among so many? What are they among so many? Barley loaves would be used to feed the poor because there are very small loaves of bread and just a couple of fish. But here the Lord takes the lad, and he takes this very small lunch provided by this ordinary boy And he makes a large, significant difference in the lives of so many people. A simple, small lunch in the hands of the Lord brought significant results. Zechariah, in his book, chapter 4 and verse 10, said this, Who hath despised the day of small things? Friends, listen to me today. Your lunch, spiritually speaking, may seem very small, your gift to missions, your financial gift, your ability, your talent at home, your gift to missions, your prayer for missionaries may seem very small in the eyes of men, but when the Lord gets a hold of it, when he gets a hold of that lunch, it becomes an incredible miracle in the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Note the lad and note the lunch. But thirdly, would you note the Lord? Verse number 11, did you see the Lord step in? The Bible says very simply in verse 11, Jesus took the loaves and likewise the fishes. When we allow the Lord Jesus Christ to step in and take what we have and we give it to him willingly, did you notice what the Lord did in our story? Number one, he blessed it. He blessed it. He gave thanks. I believe with all my heart that God has given us a volitional will, a choice to decide what we will do when we hear the message and the challenge of God. I may be wrong in this, but I believe when we give in to God and we give up to God and we say, okay, Lord, my heart is touched, my mind is moved, I'm going to pray for these missionaries. I'm going to sacrificially give through faith promise giving to help these missionaries. I honestly believe the Lord looks down and says, man, I like that. That's good. And he blesses what we give to him. And when God blesses it, incredible things take place. He blessed it. Did you notice also this? He broke it or he break it. 
When the Lord gets something, he can miraculously take a hold of it and break it in such a way that it's distributed miraculously to prove much more significant than we could ever think. Little is much when God is in it. So he blessed it, he broke it, and then what happened? He broadened it. Did you notice that? To them that were all sat down, the Bible says, as much as they would. You know what that means? They had a feast. Over 5,000, probably 10,000 people, if you include women and children, they had a feast as much as they would. That was a buffet. Y'all come back, have more. It just kept going. That's what God can do. Don't ever forget the Lord is as much involved in missions as we try to be. Can I say even more so? For he is the greatest missionary we have ever known. He gave his life on Calvary. I want you to note the Lord, but then fourthly, would you note the layman? Would you note the layman? Can I term it that way in verse 11? He distributed, Christ did, to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down. Simply the Lord, listen, the Lord uses men and women to accomplish his plan. Don't think about missions as I have to. Think about missions as I get to. I get to. I am allowed by the Lord Jesus Christ to be involved, to be a part of his incredible plan. What an honor, what a joy, what a privilege. Why do we as Christians think, oh, I have to? Oh, I guess I better give some. Oh, I better, I guess, stop that. Slow down, put the brakes on and say, what an honor. What a privilege that God allows me to be involved in what greatly involves him. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. It's God's plan. And he, he allows me to have a part of it. How good is God? How great is that? Quit thinking of it. I have to think of it. What a joy. What a privilege. He got a group of men together. He said, okay, take it and distribute it. Do you not think the Lord could have handled that all by himself? You better believe he could have. He doesn't need us. He just gives us the honor and the privilege of being involved in the mission work and the mission field. What a blessing it was for those disciples to be in on the miracle. What a blessing it was for them to see what God only can do. The Lord used his perfect plan with the help of imperfect men to accomplish his will. Ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to missions, God could do it all if he wanted to, all by himself, but he wants you and I to have the joy of being involved in the Great Commission. Note the layman. But finally, last, would you notice this? The leftovers. Look at the leftovers. Verse 12 and 13, gather up the fragments that remain, that nothing be lost. Therefore, they gathered them together and filled 12 baskets with fragments of the five barley loaves which remained over and above unto them that would eat. I'm going to say that's a pretty good return on such a little investment, amen? Not a bad return on such a little investment. God took a little lad with a little lunch. He fed a large multitude with a whole lot of leftovers. It would seem, again, one basket for each of the 12 doubting disciples. I'm just saying, when God is in it, we never lack God's supply. He'll just keep it happening. Missions, message for the multitudes. A lad, a lunch, the Lord, some laymen, and leftovers. It's all there. Friend, no different today spiritually. You come to the Lord, 
bring him your barley loaves, bring him your fish, give them to God, let him work his plan through you, let him take whatever little it may be in your eyes because it's much in God's and people will be one to the Lord, churches will be planted, social needs will be met, people will be educated for ministry, people will go around the world where we can't go, lives will be saved, Bibles will be printed, children will be taken care of, and the greatest thing of all, you and me as individuals have the joy and happiness of being involved in this incredible thing called missions. Listen, a great commitment to the great commandment and the great commission will grow a great church. I'm telling you, listen to it. A great commitment to the great commandment. What's that? Love one another, but more importantly, love the Lord Jesus Christ with all thine heart, soul, and mind. A great commitment to that commandment and the great commission will grow a great church. I encourage you tonight, be committed to the commission. Be involved with the mission's message for the multitudes. Father, we love you tonight and we thank you for this very familiar story from Scripture. But may we tonight see the incredible mission story in it. Lord, if we'll just come to you with what we have, and we'll be willing to thank you and honor you and give it to you, you can take it and you can bless it in an incredible way to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, not only here in Simcoe, in Ontario, in Canada, North America and around the world. We just got to be a part of it. So, Lord, move our hearts, move our minds, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen.